Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Brother Mike. What a wonderful job tonight. Teenagers, teenagers, I can't believe it. Camp is almost over. How can it be? I feel like we just got in here and you're introducing yourselves and we are going to have a great time. We're just looking forward to the week. And now, here we are on Friday night, the very last sermon, the last service to be here. Let me tell you something, teenager. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I, I am so encouraged this week. Y'all have been so much fun to hang out with. Uh, you've, you've been awesome sports at some really kind of flat jokes this week. You've laughed when I've told them, and I appreciate that. Some of you had to pay to to laugh, but you got through, and some of you got injured this week, and that's okay. You took one for the team. We had a great time scaring the ever-living daylights out of you last night, and now we come to the end of the week, and I just want to tell you, teenager, watch, I want to tell you thank you so much. Every single service we've been in here, you have tuned in you have paid attention, you've taken notes, you have your Bible open. I'm telling you, teenager, y'all are, are a blast. And y'all are the type of teenagers that I'm telling you, if you apply yourselves, will turn this country upside down for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, teenager, thank you so much for allowing me to be here this week. I know for some of you, uh, you were really looking forward to the evangelist being here. And, and uh, I know that just kind of last minute, we were, I was uh, called up. And uh, man, I'm telling you though, I, I am thankful and humbled for the opportunity to be here. And teenager, I love you so much. I want to tell you as you head out tomorrow, if there's anything that I can help you with, you let me know. Uh, I don't usually give out my cell phone number that often. Um, so the best way probably to get in touch with me would be by Facebook. Add me on Facebook. If you have Twitter, uh, my handle is WCBC. You can find me on there. Uh, catch me on Facebook Messenger. I'd love to chat with you. I'd love to pray for you. I'd love to hear some great stories. And uh, it's going to be just a fantastic night tonight. You guys praying? What's going on? Everybody okay over here? Everybody good? You good here? You good? You all right? You awake? Okay, you awake. Good. Welcome to earth. Hey, let's give him a big hand tonight. Woo! Welcome, welcome. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. What's going on over here? Come on, everybody. Tune in. It's the last night. What, are you going to fall asleep after I'm just sitting here saying, I love you and you're the best. And you're like, oh, let's just go to sleep. How many are thankful for your counselors this week? Let's give them a big hand tonight. Oh, man. Hey, counselors, would you stand up real quick? Just go ahead and stand up. Hey, let's give them one more big hand. Amen. You guys and girls have been so awesome this week. Uh, is our cook in here tonight? Is she in the services or no? Is she not in here? She's not. She's over there cooking. Is she in here? Stand up. You in here? She's over cooking. Hey, let's give her a big round of applause. Amen. Man, I'm telling you, the food... Uh, this week, usually teenagers complain about the food at camp, and there better be nobody that goes home and stands up on Sunday evening and says, well, the food was just not that great. I'm here to tell you, the food was amazing each and every night. How many like pizza? Raise your hand. Man, that was awesome pizza tonight. I am a pizza guru, man. I like it. People say, you like, do you like New York style? Do you like this style? I don't care what style it is, from Little Caesars to Papa John's to a, a little uh, you know, Mario's down the street. Man, I'm telling you, I just love pizza, and that was incredible pizza tonight. Uh, how many are so thankful for the Herbster family? Let's give them a big hand tonight, amen? They have done an incredible job. I've never been in a camp. I mean this. I'm not just saying this because I'm here. I, I've never heard such beautiful music at a camp before. Each and every night, I'd call my wife, and man, I'm just filling her in at the choir. Mm. 
did so amazing, so beautiful. And I'll be honest, choir, I know I, I may poked at you a little bit the other night, but you guys got it down by tonight. As soon as uh, uh, Brother Mike said, come on up, man, you guys filed in and got right up there. I must have scared you all to death or something. But anyways, you did really, really good. And uh, I am so thankful once again that the Lord has allowed me to be here. Teenager, I want to tell you this. Now, tune in and watch. We're going to dig into the Word of God. At every camp I've ever been to, I remember being a teenager. It's Friday night, and uh, you automatically know. I remember, I just remember. <laughs> I remember being a teenager thinking, oh, my word, it's Friday night. And I remember we'd always sit, our, our youth group would sit back over there. And every time we'd come in on a Friday night, my attitude automatically was already just a little bit bad. Not, not, not all the way bad just like a little bit because I knew I gotten things right with God I'm on fire I'm gonna get rid of this I'm gonna get rid of this I'm gonna do this surrender my life I had to go to one year Bible college blah blah and then we get to Friday night and I just knew that the preacher was gonna preach for a really long time I just, I just always knew it, and I would get a little bit of a bad attitude because I knew lights out were at whatever time, 11 o'clock or whatever, 10.30, and I wanted to say goodbye. I wanted to get, uh, you know, the girls' numbers before I left so I could call or whatever. Okay, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, I just knew, and so I want to tell you tonight, if you tune in really good, I, I, I promise you this. If you tune in and listen, and no one's doing this, and no one walks out to go to the bathroom, no one, I promise you I will be done with this message by midnight. Good. Open your Bibles. 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter and number 21 tonight. 2 Samuel chapter and number 21. When you find your place here, would you please stand for the reading of God's word? 2 Samuel chapter number 21. Been looking at the subject of battle over the last several weeks, or excuse me, over the last several nights. And tonight we're going to once again look at this passage of scripture. And you, you listen, Tennant, you're going to be shocked at this passage if you've never read through the bible you you probably have but you came to this passage and, and there's only one verse that really is going to stick out to you i won't even have to mention it you just watch we come to this verse guys go ahead and stand up uh, you you literally are just going to be like oh my goodness i cannot believe that this is in the bible it's it's going to take you by surprise you, you're going to love it so watch in 2 Samuel chapter 21. I want you to look with me at verse number 15. Everybody found it? If you don't have your Bible, tune in with somebody else. Verse number 15, the Bible says this, still talking about David's life. Here's what the Bible says. Moreover, the Philistines, the Philistines represent what? Teenagers say it out loud. The lost had yet war again with Israel and David. David represents the saved. And David went down and his servants with him and fought against the Philistines and David waxed faint. Verse number 16. And Ish by Binab, which was one of the sons of the giant, who remembers the giant? Well, we all do. It's the one that David killed, Goliath. The weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass. That's like super heavy. In weight, being girded with a new sword, that's awesome, thought to have slain David. Big mistake. But Abishai, verse number 17, the son of Zeruiah, suckered him and smote the Philistine. And, oh yep, he killed him. Then the men of David swear unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out with us to battle, that thou quench the light of Israel. Verse number 18, everybody look, tune in, no talking, watch. And it came to pass after this that there was again a battle with the Philistines at Gob, and Sipachai the Hushathite slew Saph, that was one of the sons of the giant. And there were again, again, a battle in Gob with the Philistines, where Elhanan, the son of Jehorajim, the Bethlehemite, slew the brother of Goliath, the Gittite, with a staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. Is everybody tuned in to verse number 20? And there was yet a battle in Gath, where was a man of great stature, like Moses, just kidding, Moses, is huge. And had on every hand six fingers. 
and on every foot six toes, four and 20 in number, and he also was born to the giant. And when he defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimea, the brother of David, slew him. These four were born of the giant of Gath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. Over the last several nights, we've been looking, now just stay standing for just a moment. We've been looking at David and David became king. Remember, there's a battle. The lost, we've got the Philistines, the saved, we've got David. This battle takes place. David becomes king. Why? Not because he was the oldest and or because he was the best fit. But David, we understand, watch teenager, had a heart for God. And as David had this heart for God, we understand that he was used in a great way. On Monday night, we began to preach on the culture at Southland this week and pray that God would move in a special way. On Tuesday, we began to look at salvation and the lost of Philistines. On Wednesday, we saw that David had the right type of heart and how we have to have that right type of heart if we're going to be used of God. And last night we saw that there are things in our life that we must get rid of in order to even have a useful heart before we even volunteer or raise our hand and say, God, I want to be used in a great way. And tonight is the final night in the life of David at Camp 2018 when we are going to see the importance of the battle, the importance of the battle tonight. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Savior. Lord, I mean it with all my heart. Thank you so much for these teenagers. There are so many, Lord, that these counselors have prayed for each and every night. That youth pastors and youth pastors' wives and the sponsors, Lord, they've they've stayed up late. Some have wept this week. They fasted before they came. They've prayed. They've caught home. They've had other people pray for these teenagers by name. God, we'd be foolish after this week not to make a decision for you. Father, in this last night, I'm asking with everything that's in me, Savior, that you move in a great way tonight. In a way possibly we've never seen on this campus before. Father, there's the naysayers that say it'll never happen, but God, I believe you can do anything that you want. And so, Father, I ask, Lord, that you'd give us the alertness, the wanting, the needing, the attitude of God. You have to speak to my heart tonight. Father, I ask, Lord, that in this message you move in such a way that we see you and your glory and your power. It has nothing to do with Thomas Shepard, but it has everything to do with the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, allow my voice to hold up this evening. Give us the strength. Help us to rightly divide the word of truth. Oh, God, move. Convict and courage tonight. I love you, Savior. In your son's holy and precious name I pray. Amen. Teenager, thank you so much. You may be seated. When we come to this, <clears throat> when we come to this passage of scripture, what we see in the life of David is that David is no longer this little kid that killed a giant. David is not in the life stage of his life where he is playing a harp anymore. David, in this passage of scripture that we, we are reading, some commentators think that he was between the ages of 55 and 65 years old. His body wanted to be on the battlefield, but his heart, his heart was there. But something was wrong. In his heart of hearts, he's saying, I want to be with my men. I want to continue to fight. I want to continue to do what I was built to do as we saw in chapter 16 and 17 of 1 Samuel. I still want to be out there and I want to be with my men. I want to be fighting with them. And his heart was still, even at this age, it was very much in it, but his body wasn't keeping up anymore. 
There are many even in this room as youth pastors and pastors with their hearts in it, but, but their body's not keeping up anymore. We, we love playing basketball. There's a couple of youth pastors here this week and it's fun and it's enjoyable and it's wonderful, but it's so funny because I feel like even at 34 years old, I, I feel like my heart's in it and, and even my mind's in it, like block that guy but I've gotten slower and I've gotten fatter and I can't jump as high anymore. And my heart is really there, but the body just isn't keeping up as much anymore. In fact, this is embarrassing to say, but on, I, think, I can't remember now, it was Monday or Tuesday, it had to be Tuesday, we played volleyball. And I'll be honest, I was a little bit sore. And I think it was from getting down, getting up, chasing a ball. I'm horrible at volleyball. But anyways, I was a little bit sore. Next day, this is where David's at in his life. David's heart is still there, but yet his body is not there anymore. And in this passage of scripture, we see David go out to battle again. And this time he becomes weak on the battlefield. He's again fighting the Philistines and as he's killing people and as he's fighting, man, his heart's in it, but oh, he starts to get tired and it looks like he's starting to give out. So guys, I got, I got to take a break. I got to, and he starts, this is still the king of Israel and I, he starts to walk off the battlefield. As he walks off the battlefield, isn't this an amazing passage of scripture that Goliath who he killed in earlier passages, I mean, we're talking about 40, 45 years earlier, one of his sons is on the battlefield and his son, Goliath, is, Goliath's son is also massive. He's huge. The Bible begins to give us statistics of his new sword and how big his spear is. And this guy, just like his dad, is a massive guy. And here's this man by the name of Ish Binab. Now, some of you think you've got a weird name, but can you imagine, Joe Olstein, can you imagine being called Ish Binab? And here's Ish Binab, and Ish Binab gets Dave, and he's got him cornered, and he thinks, hey, here is my chance. For all these years, I have dreamed of this moment. For all these years, I've lived without a dad. And that, that, that guy right there, he's the one that killed my dad. See, here's Ishbi Binab, and David gets tired on the battlefield, and he's watching him, watch teenager, he's watching him come off the battlefield, and he fights his way through the crowd, and he begins to sneak, and he thinks, hey, uh, here is my moment, and finally he gets there, and I can imagine it'd be something like this, where he says, David, and David turns around, and here's this giant of a man. This giant of a man says, David, my name is Ishbibinab, and you killed my father. <laughs> I don't know if it went quite like that, but for theatrical sake, sounds really cool, okay? Ish, my name is Ishbibinab, and you killed my father. I'm going to kill you. David knows he's tired. David knows he's weak. David knows he doesn't have youth on his side anymore. David knows at this moment he is in really big trouble. Here's a giant. This guy's got youth. This guy's got a new sword. This guy's got like a super heavy spear. David knows at this moment I'm probably going to die from a guy who looks ridiculous with six fingers on each hand. Can I, can I just ask something? Is there anybody in here that has six fingers? Would you raise your hand? Not the one with six fingers? Good, because I was going to make fun of them. But if you had six fingers, there's no way I was going to make fun of them. Understand, this guy's got six toes on each. I mean, how do you even wear shoes with six toes? Do you like cut a little hole and it sticks out the side? Can you imagine how many times you'd stub your pinky toe if you had six toes? I mean, even Chacos aren't going to help you out, man. I mean, there's just nothing. Flip-flops, are you kidding? That, that one toe sticking out is going to be super calloused all the time. This dude looks weird, man. And here's David, and he's facing this guy, and he thinks, this is it, this is over. But somebody comes on the scene by the name of Abishai. And Abishai comes on the son of Zeruiah, and he helps David. In fact, the Bible records that he kills this giant, Ish Bibinab. 
He kills them. And when I think about, understand this, when I think about Abishai, I think about a man who was aware of his king. Abishai was much younger than David. And this young man knew that a much older David was in need of help. That David, yes, he was the one that killed the lion. Yes, he was the one that killed the bear. Yes, he was the one that killed Goliath. Yes, he was this great harp player. And yes, he was the one that had led Israel in so many victories. But yet he knew that he was old. He knew that he was in desperate need of help. And here was a man, listen now, who stood up to the challenge. Here was a man who was aware of his surroundings. Here is Abishai who understood, who concentrated and knew, hey, this is my time to step up to the plate. And if there was ever a generation that was getting weary in the fight, teenager, listen, it's this generation. There is a generation that is before us and they've been in the fight a long time and they've been holding the banner high and they've been keeping the standard strong and they've been growing the churches and they've been preaching from behind the pulpits and they've been leading the singing and they've been creating bus routes and they've been bringing teens to camp but I'm here to tell you teenager that generation is getting older and now it's time for the next generation to start standing up the next generation to start surrendering the next generation to start fighting the next generation to start helping in the battle it's time for a generation like you uh, to start recognizing uh, what time it is. Start recognizing that life is short. In fact, the Bible puts it like this. The days of our years are three score years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be four score years, yet with their strength of labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. The psalmist recorded, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom how many days let me ask you teenager do you think you have left James 4 14 says whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow for what teenager is your life it is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away teenager you sit here tonight and you may say hey I'm okay hey I've got plenty of time hey you know what maybe next year I'll surrender or you know what I surrendered two years ago but I I was pretty young. I don't think I knew what I was doing. You know what? Maybe I'll take the summer off and start praying about what I'm supposed to do. Here, listen, teenager. You aren't guaranteed another breath. What are you going to do? No, I said, what are you going to do? Teenager, where's the Abishai's? Where's the Abishai's? I'm gonna get so real tonight, teenager. You're gonna be so sick of Brother Shepherd. I'm telling you, you're gonna pray I never come back to camp again. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, listen, Samuel, listen to this very carefully. I'm tired of teenagers putting off what they ought to be doing today. Tired of it. As if you got your whole life in front of you and you aren't guaranteed tomorrow. Where's the Abishai's? Understand tonight what I hold in my hand is a handwritten letter from a pastor who is here this evening who wrote me a story. I talked to him in the coffee shop just the other night for probably about 45 minutes. Tears rolling down his face began to tell me of a story. I said, Pastor, you had, you've got to write that down. Yeah, I, 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 I've got to use that around the country. I, didn't, I would never do it without his permission. You know what he did yesterday? He handed me four pages of notes on a young man's life by the name of Nick Rhodes. Nick Rhodes sat where you are sitting, listen to this, one year ago. One year ago. Nick Rose was in here. He sang those songs up on the screen. He swam in that swimming pool. He went down that zip line. He came up here and prayed at this altar. He opened his Bible. 
We're talking about a kid that was right here, hard worker, would paint fences in the summer, saving us money. Grew up in a drug addict's home. His mom and dad, both drug addicts. His mom passed away when he was 10 years old on a drug overdose. His aunt and his uncle took him in. To be honest with you, if he'd come back tonight, he'd probably tell you they were more mom and dad to him than his real mom and dad were to him. Eleven months ago, he got off work. He got off work after painting some fences, and on his way home, he fell asleep at the wheel and hit another three-quarter truck head-on on a two-lane road. Killed him instantly. You sit here tonight and you say, I got all the time in the world. You sit here tonight and you say, hey, I, I'll make a decision later. There might not be a later. No, I'm going to be okay. I'm all right. This is, this is fun and this is a joke. This ain't no joke, friend. No, what you don't understand is there's teenagers. You, you don't see what I'm seeing right now. I'm looking around with probably 10 plus teenagers with tears streaming down their face. You know why? They knew Nick. They sat with him. They prayed with him. They knew him. They loved him. Nick had his whole life in front of him, and yet, where is he tonight? <laughs> Nick is in a place called heaven. Oh, Nick's living it up now. But what if, listen to me, teenager, what if Nick could come back? We wouldn't want him to, but what if we said, Lord, give us just two minutes with Nick, would you? Just two minutes, that's all we ask for. If Nick, at that moment, I've never seen him, I don't know what he looks like, if Nick for just a moment could appear for two minutes right here, what would Nick say? Nick wouldn't stand up here and say, well, teenager, I sure lit it up. Can somebody go check on those fences I didn't finish? That's all he'd say. Hey, teenager, I got two minutes. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Save up all the money you can in the world. That's not what, that's not what Nick would say. You and Nick's going to tell us if Nick could come down here. Oh, man, if Nick could come down here, he'd say this. Life is short, teenager. It's but a vapor. You're not guaranteed another day. I didn't know it was my last day. I didn't know it was going to be the last time I'd hug my mom or my dad. I didn't know it was going to be the last time I'd sit in a church service. I didn't know it was going to be the last day I'd have a chance to hand out a track. I didn't know it was going to be my last time at camp. I didn't know it was going to be my last time down a zip line. I didn't realize that it was going to be my last day. He'd say this, teenager, you use your life for God because what I've seen, it's real. I've walked on a street of gold. I've seen Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I've seen the mansions that he's preparing for my mom and my dad, really my aunt and my uncle. I've seen what he's preparing. I've looked around. I've met Paul. I shook Peter's hand. I was able to go up to Mary and talk to her about Bethlehem I saw the wise men that were there I began to talk to Lazarus and but I want to tell you teenager what really took the cake was this the moment I saw my savior face to face I hit the ground I couldn't believe it was him Jesus is real Jesus is alive and teenager use your life for him I ran up and I hugged him around the neck and I thanked him for saving me I I thanked him for my and my uncle. I thanked him for my friends. I thanked him for the time that I had on earth. Listen, teenager, you're not guaranteed another day. What are you going to do, Abishai? What are you going to do? We look at this story, what we see, first of all, if you're going to take notes tonight, here's a good place to take notes. We see, first of all, the reality of the fight. The reality of the fight. This fight that David was in, it was no joke, friend. This was not a time to be playing around. No, no, the reality of fight that David and uh, Ishbibinab and the Philistines and the Israelites, they were in. And this was somebody is on this battlefield and, and they're going to get hurt. Someone on this battlefield was going to die. Someone was going to win and someone was going to lose. 
Teenager, listen very carefully. The same is true about our lives today. This thing of life is no game. It's a battle. It's not a time to be playing around. No, friend, when you and I got saved, we entered that battlefield. And the Bible says that Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 11, but put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And would to God we'd have some teenagers wake up and see that we are in a war the Bible says in Romans and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than we believed and friend you look around in America today you look around at the mess that we're in God has been taken out of our school systems our government is a mess our courthouses don't have God in it we see nakedness be paraded in the streets by gays and lesbians we see immorality in our churches oh we see See, three out of four seniors graduating without their virginity. 43% of teens are in an immoral relationship before their 15th birthday. We watch and laugh at 83% of public school teenagers drinking before their 18th birthday. 65% have tried illegal drugs. We watch as God is mocked and his name is used in vain. We see where sin is no longer preached against from behind the pulpits. There's nothing wrong in our eyes anymore but the Bible says love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him and the reality of the fight teenager is this this is not a game we need teenagers to stop playing life stop playing Christianity and stop playing teen church we need a generation that will wake up to the reality that someone's going to die someone's going to go to hell someone's going to win and somebody's going to lose who's going to stand up tonight I said who's going to stand up can I ask you a question whose side are you on I'm afraid for some this evening there are some teenagers are st they still don't even know what side they're on there are some teenagers still haven't even made a decision whether they're a Philistine or an Israelite. Everybody look up here, watch very carefully. What side are you on tonight? What side are you on? I'm afraid that there's some this evening that if they had to pick or choose, they'd still choose or they'd still say that they're lost. Teenager, can I ask you, what are you waiting on? The Bible says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's Friday night at camp. Why haven't you made this decision yet? It's Friday night. What are you waiting on? Are you waiting for it to be too late? Well, what if Nick had not gotten saved just some two months before he passed away? Do you know that he'd be in a place called hell tonight for all of eternity? I'm so thankful in my heart of hearts that's not his story. I'm thankful that I'm going to meet him one day. We're going, to, we're going to worship Jesus for the rest of our lives together. I'm so thankful we got saved, but that might not be the story of some in here this evening. Let me ask you again, are you on the right team? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? I'm afraid that there are many tonight say, I, I don't know, I, I, I just don't know if he loved me. Teenager, you look up here, he absolutely does love you. He died for you. He gave everything for you. Oh, if you could just go back and if you could just picture, if you and I could just see what Jesus Christ had endured for you and I, we never ask that question again, does he love us? If you and I could go back and if we could see him on trial before Pilate, if we could see him as his beard was ripped from his face, if we could see him as there were those that were there that were hitting him, open palm in the face as hard as they could, there were those that were there 
that were buffeting him. And if, if you're Jesus, then tell us who hit you. Tell us who ripped the beard from your face. Tell us who, who is it if you're just Jesus Christ that you say you are. Oh, if we could see as Jesus' hands were tied as he was put up on this beam and they took a cat of nine tails and 40 times save one, 39 times that whip went into his back and every single time the flesh was ripped from his skin over and over again until the muscles were literally popping out of his back. You could see his rib cage. Oh, if we could be there when they took that those thorns and they put it together and they stuck it on his head and they pressed it down to where it hit the nerves and can you imagine the pain that he had? Oh, if we could see as they put that beam on him and as he began to walk down those streets after being whipped, after being hit in the face, after having his beard plucked from his face, after, after everything they had taken, here he is and he's making his way to Golgotha. What would have been going through Christ's mind at that time? With the simple thought he could have called not 10,000 angels with a simple thought. He could have destroyed the universe. That's the power he had. And yet still carrying that beam, he said, here's why I'm doing it. I'm doing it for Thomas Shepard. He needs me. He needs my blood. I'm doing it for Brother Mike. He needs me. He needs my forgiveness. I'm doing it for Kim. She needs me. She needs my forgiveness. I'm doing it for Brother Kyle. He needs me. He needs my blood. And he gets all the way up there and they hoist him up after putting nails in his hands and in his feet and for hours he suffers and he suffocates and he tries to get his breath. Why is he doing it? He's doing it for you. How dare you ask? I said, how dare you ask? How dare us have the thought, Jesus doesn't love us? No, he hung up there and after he cried to his father, it is finished. He gave up the ghost and was gone. What did he do it for? Oh, what, you think it's a joke? No, he did it for you and he did it for me. Joseph of Arimathea gets permission. They take his body off the cross. They have to get a hammer and get the nails out of his feet. His body's so marred, the Bible says, he doesn't even look like a human being bleeding all over. They see a place where they had jabbed a spear up through. You talk about a wound that just poured out water. They get the nails out of his hands and out of his feet. And can you imagine the followers? Can you imagine his mom looking at her son's body? It's bruised, it's beaten, it's unrecognizable. Can you imagine as they begin to pour the water on his head to get the blood out and they see where the thorns had gone almost all the way through his skull. Can you imagine as they begin to wipe off best they can uh, all the blood and they begin to pour water on the wounds on his feet. Can you imagine as they flipped him over at the awfulness of looking at his back with the meat just hanging out and his bones there and trying to put it back together as best they can so that they can wrap it up. Can you imagine the emotions? Can you imagine as a mom watching this? Can you imagine the followers crying? This was our Jesus. This was our Lord. This is who performed miracles. This is who loved us. This is who loved people. This is who brought peace. How, how could this happen? They take his body and they go. They bring it to a tomb that had been prepared for another man. They put it in. They walk out. The soldiers roll a stone in front of it and seal it off. Centurions stand on the outside with soul swords and shields, spears to make sure no one gets in and takes the body of Jesus. Oh, teenager, can you even imagine on that day the demons partying? 
Look what we did. Look who we killed. He's gone. He's dead. We did it. Na, 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 na. This is your savior. He is dead. Can you imagine the demons and Satan high-fiving each other and rejoicing? Yeah, it's over. Yeah, baby, we won. We did it. We took it home. Championship goes to us. He's gone. No more. And darkness comes over the face of the earth. The angels in heaven, one day, two days. Oh, but on that third day, ooh, do you feel it? What time is it, Gabriel says? It's the third day, Michael. The sun begins to rise. The angels get up. They begin to look into space. They begin to look down. They see something happening. They see some movement. They see what seems to be some kind of cosmic explosion down there. And oh, as they rise in attention, as they begin to focus in, oh, they're looking and here he comes. Here comes the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Here comes the only one who has ever conquered death. Here's the one who gave his life. And on that third day, he arose from the grave and here he comes uh, and the angels begin to sing uh, and they begin to shout and they begin to play uh, and oh God, here comes your son uh, and he's got the blood uh, that was shed on Calvary. There'll never have to be another sacrifice. The perfect spotless lamb uh, gave his life and you ask tonight, why did he give it? He gave it for you, teenager. Oh, the reality of the fight is this. This isn't a joke. This isn't a game. This isn't something you coast through. No, when you go home tomorrow, Satan's after you. He's after your family. He's after everything you've got. He's after your mind. He's after your heart. He's after your family. He's after your future family. He's after your future plans. He's after your Bible. He's after your youth pastor. He's after your sister. He's after your brother. And he won't stop until he destroys you. This isn't a game, it's life. And we sit back and we think we've got all day. I'm here to tell you, somebody do something. Yeah, you do it, Brother Shepherd. No, you do it. No, I said, girls, somebody stand up and do something. What, we think we can sit back, relax. We got our little drugs and we got our little Six Flags. We got our, our little YouTube channel. We got a little Snapchat. We, got, we just got all the time in the world. I'm good, Brother Shepherd, but I tell you what, I got a super busy life. You've got nothing outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. The reality of the fight, now listen very carefully, watch. The resilience of the foe. David had fought these Philistines before. Listen, it's not the first time he'd ever seen this enemy. Like this has happened so many times, even in this passage, it's like over and over and over again, we see, and he fought the Philistines again. And he fought the Philistines again. And he fought the Philistines again. Teacher, let me tell you something. Listen up, everybody right up here. Don't even take notes, just once you're watching. You've got to see this. The devil is going to keep coming back. This isn't David's first battle with the Philistines. They kept coming back, and they kept coming back, and they kept coming back, and they kept coming back. Whoa, 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 excuse me. Congratulations. Woo! You can't do it, remember? Woo-hoo, woo Yay, congratulations. You, you made a big decision for the Lord this way. Wonderful. Give yourself a pat on the back. Give that guy an attaboy button. Woo, he made a big decision. That's great. Woo, I'm glad we got that out of the way. I'm glad we don't have to deal with that anymore. You're crazy if you think that's it. You think that you made a decision at Southland that that's it, Satan's just gonna leave you alone? 
Let me tell you something. Your past accomplishes accomplishments. That Satan is not, he's not wowed by that. What you think is you made a big decision for God this week, he's just gonna leave you alone? No, no, he's, Satan's not impressed with your past accomplishments. He's gonna keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back. The decisions that you made at camp this week, Satan wants to destroy them. They remember, listen now, the victory. David remembered as he sat on a battlefield. Can you imagine, listen now, as David looks and man, that Ishbi Binab, that, that guy looks familiar. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it can't be because I, I remember with Goliath, I, I let that stone go and I, I ran after him, boom, hit him in the head. He fell down and yeah, to be honest with you, I remember taking out a sword, and I don't mean to be gross, but I, I remember taking out a sword. I remember cutting his head off with his own sword. I remember picking up his head, like showing everybody. But, but to be honest with you, time out, Ishpipinob. Like you look like somebody I know. Yeah, I, I'm the giant of Gath, I'm, I'm his son. I'm here to kill you. Teenager, let me tell you something. Satan will never stop. Don't you dare, teenager, get in that, that mindset as so many do where they're constantly looking back at the old days. Hey, teenager, let me get real with you. Everybody look up here. Watch now. Remember, I'm gonna let you out a good time, but you gotta tune in. Listen, don't get in the mindset. Let's pretend like there's no adults in here and it's just me and it's you, okay? I'm the oldest person in here. Can everybody do that? Think about this. Nobody else is in here. No parents, no youth pastors, no pastors. It's y'all, me, and the Holy Spirit. That's it. Listen, okay? Don't, don't you tell your parents this, all right? But do you know what old people are really good at? Like really good. That they're really good at bringing up their past accomplishments. Have you ever thought about your dad, like, if he was really as good, as good as he thinks he was at football, don't you think he'd have been playing for somebody like the Cowboys? They always think they're better than us. Oh, I'm telling you, son, when I used to play football, man, I'm telling you, I just put it right in there every time. Yeah, dad, thanks. And the older they get, let me just feel on this again, the better they're gonna get. <laughs> And you know what they love to do? Talk about the old days. Boy, I remember back at Andy Griffith days, buddy, we used to be back there and everybody sat on their porch and everybody used to get the guitars out. Everybody knew their neighbors and boy, you didn't have to worry about kids anymore. They could just ride their bikes down the street and blah, blah, blah. Well, we've heard it a million times, okay? It's 2018. Hashtag, don't care. Okay, listen, so we're talking about past accomplishments. Understand this, don't get in this mindset that like, do you, you remember the days of Southland and I remember the days I made a big decision for Christ and I remember the days when I used to sing in the choir. I remember the days when I, you know, I used to be involved. Don't, don't, don't live your life like that. You know what you ought to live your life? Every day becoming more like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Every day, grow. Because if you think you're gonna go home and you're gonna live on this one victory of like, I did really good at camp, it's not gonna last long. I already told you, excuse me, listen, everybody look up here. I already told you once what's gonna happen Saturday when you get your phone back. You're gonna be tempted to go back to the same foolish friends. Excuse me, guys, I'm gonna clue you girls too. You're, you are going to be tempted to go back to the same pornography sites. You're gonna be tempted to the same filth that you were doing before you got here on Monday. And if you're, if you're banking on the, the one time you killed Goliath to get you through on June whatever, 7th, 8th, 6th, 5th, whenever you made that decision, is, dude, it's not gonna last. You know why? 
We're facing a foe that knows how serious this battle is. We're facing a foe that knows his time is really short. If you recall, our battle's not with each other. Our battle is against Satan. And he knows you don't have long on this earth. So if he can get your attention with boys, if he can get your attention with girls, if he can get your attention with drinking, if he can get your attention maybe on something that's not real bad, but takes up a whole lot of time like social media or YouTube or Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu, let me tell you something that's what he's going to do and don't you dare live your life that when you're 23 24 25 26 27 years old looking back at the night that you were 14 15 16 17 and you had a chance to step out you had a chance to be Abishai you had a chance to do something with God you had a chance to save uh, to, uh, to get saved you had a chance to really change your life and yet you didn't don't you look back no, you put your hand to the plow tonight. You know what that means? Get busy. You know, the verse we've been saying, like, well, press, I press toward the mark. You know what that means? Move forward. Do something. You and I seen this passage. Watch now, teenager, the reality of the fight, the resilience of the foe, but watch the responsibility. And we're almost done, but don't shut your Bibles. I always add about 15 minutes when I hear a Bible shut. The responsibility of the future. The responsibility of the future. In our passage of scripture, we see four sons, four, count them through this passage, four sons of the giant of Gath. Who killed these men? Well, in our passage of scripture, which we'll go back and read, but who it was was Abishai, Sibachai, Elhanan, and Jonathan. These four men slew the the sons of the giant of Gath, Goliath, who David initially killed some 45 years before. Do you know what that means? Listen very carefully, that all of these men, Abishai, Sibachai, Elhanan, and Jonathan, these guys were the next generation. They were determined to fight. They were determined to come behind David. They were determined to get in there. They were determined to make change. They were determined to say, hey, uh, we might not be as really awesome as David was at that age, but we're here, we're volunteering, we're ready to get in the fight. And let me tell you something, teenager, they represent us tonight. We're that generation. It's up to us. Who is ready? Who's gonna volunteer? Who's gonna get in the fight? Sure. We all can say, hey, I want to be used, but there's a big difference between saying, uh, I, uh, you raising your hand? Oh, yeah, I want to be used. You're going forward? I guess I'll go forward. There's a huge difference between just jumping on a bandwagon and actually doing something for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, teenager, if you're awake tonight, say amen. Teenager, I'm tired of always hearing about the miracles in the past. I want some of my own. Yeah, you know what, teenager, to be honest with you, like I'm super tired about hearing about Everybody else who did just incredible things. Why don't we as teenagers start getting some of our own? The hymns that were written, the missionary books that were there, the great preachers that did exist, the great revivals in the towns, and the hundreds of people getting saved. That's good and that's great and I think we can learn from it. But I'm telling you, teenager, how about some Abishites that I just say, you know what, that's good and that's great, let's learn from it and let's build on that foundation. But why don't we start writing some hymns? Why don't we hit the mission field? Why don't we go to Bible college? Why don't we start planting churches? Well, why don't we get involved? Why don't we 
change this world? Why, why don't we come together and instead of complaining about politics, actually get involved and do something and pray for our leaders? How about instead of sitting back and watching as, as everybody complains and everybody talks about the good old days and the good old revivals? I'm here to tell you, teenager, what if we banded together tonight and said, hey, uh, we're going to pray in the next revival. We're going to pray for the next greatest preacher to have ever lived in the United States to come from this group right here. We're going to pray that the greatest hymn writer that has ever lived comes from this group of teens. We're going to pray that there are missionaries that go overseas and turn a country upside down. You say, Brother Shepherd, it'll never happen. With that attitude, you're exactly right. With that attitude, go ahead, you keep it. No thanks. I'm interested in teaming up with some Abishais to say, I'll volunteer, I'll go. I don't care how big Ishbibinop is. I got a sword. It may not be as big. It may not, I might not be as strong. I might not be as well-trained, but I'm here to tell you, I got Jesus on my side. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Teenager, who's it going to be? I'm afraid that there's so many teenagers in here that have the attitudes. I want to be that preacher. I want to be that Sunday school teacher. Excuse me, tune in. I'm not done yet. Listen now, you watch right up here. I'm afraid there's a lot that in here that are saying, you know what, I'll make that decision. Listen, teenager, I'm not done. You've got it. You have to catch this. You've got to. And I could go on till you look up. Listen, teenager, you have got to. Holy cow, is this heavy. I was going to move it down here. My goodness. Oh, my word. Tuned in now? I'm afraid there's a lot of teenagers that have that type of attitude. but they are so full of themselves and their plans that there's no room for God to move. Oh, they got all these big aspirations and big dreams and well, my mom wants me to do this and well, my dad wants me to do that and to be honest with you, I, I'm gonna do this. I can't, I can't tell you, teenager, how it must disgust God that as these preachers travel the country and ask literally thousands of teenagers, hey, what are you gonna do with your life? Hey, what are you gonna do with yours? Well, I'm gonna be an engineer. Well, I, I'm gonna go over here and I'm gonna sell cars. Well, I wanna be a plumber. I wanna be a lawyer. I'm gonna be a doctor. I'm gonna go over here and I'm gonna teach and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. My goodness, whatever happened to teenagers and said, you know what? I, I'm not sure. Here's some things that I wanna do, but I'm praying, God, whatever you want with me, I'm willing to do it. God, if you want me to go, I'm gonna go. I don't care if my friends are all going here. I don't care if community college is really cheap. I don't care if I've got scholarships to do this. I have the attitude. I'm an Abishai. I'm gonna stand up for what's right. I wanna see our country change. I want to see people saved. I'm just willing to do whatever God wants me to do. Where are those teenagers? I tell you, I tell you what's wrong. We live in this selfie generation. Listen, and this selfie generation has become a selfish generation. The selfie generation, I'm in it, is this. It's all about me. What, what about my dreams? What, what about all my hard work? What about what I've done? Excuse me, teenager, tune in right here. Listen very carefully, listen. I want everybody in this room right now to take a deep breath. Go ahead, right now, go. Now, let it out. 10 people just died and went to hell. Go ahead, take another breath, go, in. Let it out. 20 people just died and went to hell. Let me ask you something. Can you live with that? Is that okay to you? Oh yeah, sure. You go ahead and run the farm while people go to hell. Oh yeah, sure. You go ahead and run the family business while people die and go to hell. Oh yeah, you go ahead and follow your dreams to Harvard. 
Yeah, you go ahead and start that business. Yeah, you go ahead and join the military. Yeah, you go ahead and go to community college. You go ahead and you follow your dreams and your aspirations and, and you follow what everybody else is doing. But I'm here to tell you tonight, there's a God in heaven who's looking down and he's looking at a generation and he's saying, who will follow me? Who will fight for me? Who will go to the mission field? Who will give their life to a year of Bible college? Who will get serious about winning people to Christ? Who is gonna win? those little boys and those little girls in Sunday school when you get home who's going to be the light in a youth group who is going to do it hmm. I don't know somebody I guess What's your name? Nathan, why can't it be you? Why can't it be you? It can. What's your name? Tim, why can't it be you? It should be you. What's your name? Say it out loud. Can't hear you. Daniel, why can't it be you, Daniel? What's your name? Caden. Why not, Caden? I said, why, why not? Oh, man. <sighs> Mariah, why can't it be you? What's your name? Why not, Jake? Jake, what if you hit that altar first? Why not? What's your name? Lauren, why not Lauren? But what are you waiting on? What's your name? April? April, you got tears in your eyes. You've been crying all night. Why not you? God's all over you. Do you not understand, April? I need you. He needs you. Why not? Why not? Why? Why wouldn't you just walk out? Why, why not? Why wouldn't you go all in? What, Moses, you can, do, you can do all you want lifting weights in football. You're a great-looking guy. You've got talent galore. You're an incredible human being. Why can't it be you? No, it can be you, Moses. Let me tell you something. It ought to be you. What's your name? Damon, Damon you ready? Damon, there's no excuses. He made you, you're perfectly made. You're absolutely perfect. What's your name with the glasses? Say it out loud. Emily? Emily, you are a beautiful young lady. How old are you? 14. Why can't you be an Abishai? The Ishbibi knobs, Emily, they're killing us. We gotta have you. Teenager, do you not realize, do you not realize life is short? What if? What if your life had been Nick's? What if this is your last year to live? Samuel, what are you going to do? It doesn't matter, John, if we think we're tired or we're bashful or we don't have the family tree. Tinger, let me tell you something. Stop. You're embarrassing yourself, and worse than that, you're embarrassing God. What's your name? What is it? Sarah? Please be an Abishai. I'm begging you. What's your name? Emily, met you earlier. Emily, please. Don't sit here tonight. I gotta have some tonight. What's your name? Maddie. Maddie is probably one of the strongest female handshakers I've ever met in my life. Maddie, we gotta have you. Hey, what are you waiting on?
Do you not know that every time that whip came down on his back, he was thinking of you? What's your name? Ashley? Did you know when those crowns were pressed on his head? He was thinking of you. He loves you. Oh, he loves you. And he needs you. Kim met you earlier today. Did you know he needs you? What are you doing? What are you doing, Kim? He needs you. There's a lost world out there that needs you tonight to say, I'm done, I'm moving forward, I want to be used. He needs you. He made you for this moment. This is your time. This isn't their time. They've been there. They're being used. This is your time. Who's going to surrender? Who's going to do it? It's not an excuse in here, teenager. There's not a person in here that could say, uh, mm, uh, Brother Shepherd, right here, I can't be used because, you know, well, I'll, I'll tell you in secret. No, 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 no. You could be used. One day we're going to see our Savior face to face just like Nick did. Just like Nick, who sat right here, he's seen him. Oh, if Nick could give us that message, listen to me, he'd say this. Hey, mom, dad, and uncle, don't you cry tears for me anymore. I'm here. And you know what Nick's doing up there in heaven? He's cheering you on. Oh, my. Oh, Lord. Need your help. This is it. It's all I got. Camp's over. Now what? I think it's time to hit the altar. And I said, I, th I think, I think it's about right now. It's time to hit the altar. Who's going to be the first one with heads bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around?